0: Welcome to the Future of Education podcast with your host, Dr. Galen Dehay.
1: Let's face it, colleges and universities must be innovative and might have to start thinking differently if they're going to overcome the challenges facing post-secondary education. I'm Galen DeHay, president of Tri-County Technical College, and this is the Future of Education a podcast where I discuss the issues and opportunities in higher education with some of the brightest minds running campuses today. Subscribe to The Future of Education on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Tri-County Technical College, a public two-year community college located in upstate South Carolina. The college's mission is to provide students with an exceptional and affordable learning experience that improves their quality of life. Tri-County also advances economic development in the region by preparing a highly-skilled workforce. Also brought to you by the Higher Education Studio of macmillan and smith Architecture, a trusted college and university partner for master planning, architecture, and interior design services for academic, athletic, and student life facilities. We design environments that advance culture, create community, and enhance the campus experience.
1: Our communities are changing and have different needs, and they need us to provide education and services differently. Community colleges are not strangers to change. In fact, our ability to change to meet evolving needs is built into our DNA. Our population demographics are changing, and with those changes, community college leaders must adapt their organizations to meet the emerging needs of the communities they serve. Today, we're going to talk about how leaders are engaging their communities differently. With us today is Dr. Hope Rivers, president of Piedmont Technical College. Piedmont Technical College is a comprehensive community college serving a seven-county district and the upstate of South Carolina. Prior to her role as president, Dr. Rivers served as the vice president of academic affairs for the South Carolina Technical College System, where she worked with the system president on academic, governmental, and legislative affairs. Dr. Rivers is committed to providing equitable access and opportunity to education. She serves on numerous economic development and community advocacy boards that create vital connections to our communities. Welcome, Dr. Rivers.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here this morning.
1: So we're going to jump right in and I'm going to ask you a question uh, to tell us a little bit about why this work of serving our communities differently is important to you as a community college president.
2: Yeah, so interesting that you emphasize the word important to you. Um, For me, you know, I'm uh, born and raised uh, here in South Carolina. I have the pleasure of um, being from one of the counties that I serve. So I'm from Newberry County and that's one of the seven counties that I serve. So for me, it's so personal. You know, I, I look at it and I think about the mission of our college, which is to transform lives and strengthen communities. And there is nothing greater than knowing that the work that you do every day has an impact on your community and how it is developing, and just watching kind of the fruits of your labor really play out um, every day. So for me, uh, again, it's not not just a job. In some regards, I feel like it's a calling. You know, it's one of those things I may have even resisted, and Galen, you've known me now for a (laughs) while. I may have even resisted, you know, taking this step, But recognizing that, you know, it really is not necessarily a choice. It's something that I feel like I was, you know, born uh, to do and and just really have enjoyed um, being able to uh, engage with the community, particularly the community that I, one of the communities that I was raised in. And of course, that's all, you know, the surrounding communities are communities that I'm familiar with.
1: So tell us a little bit more about uh, why this has been a personal journey for you and how that relates to serving your communities.
2: One of the things that I I wanted to do um, when I took on this job is I really wanted to put the community back into community college. Um, Mm -hmm. I think we've leaned in really heavy on the fact that we are technical colleges, and that is great. I 100% embrace that part of who we are. But I also recognize that we are an entity that is designed to be out in the community, making sure that we are selling uh, what we're doing, selling our services, selling higher education, selling the fact that we um, you know have training opportunities for folks and that they belong here. This is the people's College. This is your college, you know um, And I think that for me, you know part of what I've been trying to do for my 19 months as the president um, is really reminding people that that we want you to be a part of what we're doing here at Piedmont Tech.
1: What do you think we as community colleges need to do differently in and with our communities?
2: Well, I kind of said it in the other, you know, in my other uh, uh, response. And I'll start with that a little bit. It's, it's really just uh, putting that community back in community colleges, recognizing that, um, you know, we are here to serve the communities that we are, um, you know, that, that are part of our service area. And I, I feel like, Galen, sometimes we get so wrapped up into kind of the day-to-day minutiae of the job some of the uh, legislative stuff that's going on, you know, some of what's going on with business and industry that we almost forget to uh, go out to the community and, and, and work with the, the Boys and Girls Club and, and remind the churches that we're here and, and, and the things that really make us that community college. As you well know, most of our students, when they graduate, they stay here. They stay in the community. And if they don't stay in the community, they stay in South Carolina. I mean, you're looking at 90 or so percent of folks that we train. And I say we meaning all of the technical colleges train staying in the community. And I feel like sometimes we forget to go out and explain who we are and remind them to be a part of what we are doing. Because it's very easy when when you've walked away from education and training and you've gone to work, it's very easy not to look back. I mean, we all know that feeling. Like I am not looking back, um, but sometimes you have to kind of go get them, go go to where they are, and 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 remind them that it's important for them to 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 come come back. So yes, you have a good job. We're really excited about that. But do you want to be a manager? You know, yes. It seems as though you are, you know, that you have the schedule that you want. But you know, what about those various career advancements or opportunities for your student, your your child, excuse me, to see you uh, doing the things that you preach to them that they should be doing? So, so that's kind of what I would say that that we need to do differently.
1: So you said so many things that I want to unpack with you a little bit, but one of them, the first one is. Um, Think a little bit more about and talk a little bit more about how you see your communities changing, those communities that you serve.
2: We're in seven counties, and um, we see um, some decreases in uh, graduation rates. Um, and you know that's that's just this geography. So there's nothing that that Piedmont Tech can, can necessarily change. But one of the things that I feel like we have leaned in on is making sure that uh, the adults, that non-traditional group that we were once known for, that we go and get them and we remind them to come on off the sidelines. You know, you've been on the sidelines long enough, um, come back and be a part of what we're doing. And, And Galen, with some initiatives that I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later, such as no cost you know, for technical colleges right now, we've seen uh, growth in that population, that non-traditional population. And for the audience that may not be aware when I say non-traditional, I mean that that student that's 25 and older, you know, deciding that now is the time for them to come back and spend some, spend some time with us. We've seen that. Um, at Piedmont Tech, that has been intentional. You know, we know that our demographics in the, the K through 12 spaces are, are less, and, and we want them to come certainly as well, but we also know that we have a whole host of folks that we can go and grab and remind them um, of what we're
1: doing. So let's talk about that group you just mentioned, non-traditional students. There's a good bit out there in uh, the community college uh, literature about what's going on with uh, non-traditional students and how we can Increase access and success for them. So, uh, you mentioned going to where the students or the community uh, lives, where they are. Tell us a little bit about how you're doing that.
2: Yeah, here at Piedmont, they know it's a roadshow for me. I'm, 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 I'm going to my seven counties. I'm making sure that. For events that they are having, whether it's something that the chamber is doing, whether it's something that is happening through like SC works, or it's something that's happening in the economic development space or rotary or church. Um, I'm doing that. I'm going there. I'm not allowing the fact that it is Saturday or, you know, if it's church, sometimes it's Sunday. Um, I'm not allowing that to, to limit my ability to get out there and be in the spaces that they are, you know, boys and girls club, those things happen in the evening because during the day they're at school. So, you know, going and making sure that I'm speaking to uh, the boys and girls club and, and just really trying to show that we are here um, to assist them. Let me give one other example that I get excited about. And and it's a little, it may be a little goofy, but I, I love it. Um, and, and, and we did it most recently uh, this past weekend, which is instant admissions. So that's really where you, you, you advertise to the community, come in. And if you want to be admitted into Piedmont Technical College, come in and we'll help you. And, and, and we will have it set up where you will be able to go through the entire process from registration to financial aid and all of that. And you will be able to meet with someone. Now, we know that a lot of times folks want to do all of those things electronically, and that is great. But but you heard me talk about a little bit earlier that, that non-traditional group, that group that might be my age. And when we went through college, we did what was now, now it's called instant admissions. But back in the day when I was going to college, I walked from booth to booth to booth, I guess doing instant admissions. But I laugh at that because it's so similar to what I needed at the time. And I'm I'm sure that we have evolved, but we are also reminding ourselves and remembering that not everyone wants to, um, to do that electronically. Some folks wanna touch you and, and see their financial aid counselor and ask a specific question. And it also brings in communities of folks that might not be as comfortable or familiar with higher education, when we think about like some of our um, uh, our, our Latino uh, communities and and things like that, so um, really trying to make sure that we're touching you know all the bases.
1: So you mentioned a number of things I think are interesting and relate back to some comments you made earlier about belonging, and it sounds like relationships are a really big part of the work that you're doing, building those relationships, cultivating them. Uh, so talk a little bit about how. This idea of belonging is helping individuals to see themselves as college students, particularly these uh, populations that may not have chosen to go to college or uh, those that we know need us most.
2: That's an excellent question. You know, belonging matters and feeling welcome, you know, that matters. And I, again, lean into who I am. I'm a first generation, low income college student. And I remind my students, I remind them at graduation every, every time. So if you listen to it this year, if you listen to it next year, you're going to get one of the same lines, which is, I understand the trepidation that you must have felt that first day that you entered the college campus when you decided that this was the right thing for you. And because I make myself remember that, I, I see them differently. I see the students differently meaning that I, I can look into their little eyes, whether they're an adult or whether they're a youth. And I remember being afraid. And it wasn't because, you know, it was too big. I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know. You know, I don't know where to go. You're, you're asking me to go to the registrar's office. I would go there if I knew what that meant. You know, where, where am I supposed to be? <laughs> um, so I didn't understand the, the, the language. So oftentimes, when I'm talking to the students, I try to relate to them in that manner. I will give them the proper name of whatever that is, registrar. But then I will explain to them what that person does and how they might be able to help them, because that is a, a, a sense of, of belonging and making sure that you know that you're you're in the right place, you're in the safe, in a safe space. Very quickly, I'll say that you know my my staff also knows that when students are on campus and they're lost, it doesn't matter who you are. It, it doesn't matter who you are. If you see someone that looks like they don't know where they're, they're, they're going or where they're supposed to be, just ask them. It, it matters. You know, it's the difference between being 20 minutes late when you came 30 minutes early, you know. Um, so that, those are the kinds of things that I try to make sure that I, I communicate well with my folks.
1: Thank you. Uh, Sounds like a lot of personal touch and a lot of personal interaction. Uh, So tell me a little bit about some of the work, in particular, some of the initiatives that you started to talk about a little earlier that your college is doing that is providing opportunities for access and success for the individuals in your community.
2: Well, the first thing that I'll mention is that we we are no cost right now. Um, and, and that's an, an, an initiative that is going on across the state. But we've lea- leaned into that um, a lot because we want folks to know that I, I'm always wanting to make sure that I'm transparent with, uh, with my community. Um, because one of the fears usually for, for folks that decide to come to us is that they will say it's no cost and then I'll get there and then they'll charge me you know, $100 or $300 or whatever that is. And so I try to say to them that we are no cost for tuition right now. But I cannot promise you that we will be no cost for tuition next year. You know, I can't promise you that, you know, six months from now, um, kind of thing. So trying to be very uh, transparent with the no cost. And then, as I mentioned before, bringing in folks that may have some college, um, but, you know, didn't finish and bringing them back into the fold. And then others that decided that they were going to go and work. Um, and didn't come to college at all, but certainly have the capacity to come to college. They just chose not to, um, re-engaging them and bringing them back in as well. We also have some other initiatives that I I like and I'm excited about. One is a, a new one that we call Hometown Heroes. And so what we are trying to do is tell the story of everyday folks. You know, we always hear about that great person that graduated from our college that's now a, a big donor or whatever that might look like. But sometimes we don't hear about those people that are behind the curtains that are doing quite well. Um, and they're very relatable to their community. So what we do is we, we, we find a, a former student and you know, what they're doing now, and we go into their space where they're, where they're working and we get them to tell the story for us of how, Piedmont Tech has changed their lives. So that's an initiative that we are working on. One of the stories that we did most recently um, deals with a cardiovascular technologist. You're not gonna really know unless he tells you I'm a cardiovascular technologist. You're not gonna know what he's doing. So that's again, that behind the curtains, you know, look at him. He thought that he was going to do something in the advanced manufacturing space, got to college, realized that he was really good in biology. And you know, off he goes to a career in health sciences. So telling those stories, and we have, of course, many, many others like that, but we wanna tell those stories because we feel like he will be better at uh, bringing people to the college than I can be or marketing or any of that. Um, so that's, that's one initiative.
1: Yeah, helping people to see themselves and uh, using other stories. I think that's a really powerful way to uh, create belonging even before individuals get to your college. So I think that's a great idea. One thing I wanna follow up with you on, uh, a lot of the work that you're doing really requires institution-wide efforts. Uh, So think about what resources or changes that you're making uh, to make this work possible and also to sustain those efforts.
2: Yeah, that's also a very, very good, good question. Um, so to make the work possible, one of the things that I I had to do, uh, Galen, you know, you you know, you're one of the, one of my colleagues that I will lean on and ask questions of is I realized that I I spent a lot of time, you know, probably my first year externally, making sure that my communities knew that I was here and, and making sure that we understood what the community was wanting. And one of the things that I, I needed to do this year, and I've made that clear uh, actually, just yesterday, and in, in kind of our our uh, our faculty um, in service day, is I need to turn my attention a bit inward. I need to hear from them. What is it that you want? What 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 would you like to see? Certainly, I've asked, but I haven't had kind of the the setting that I wanted. Somewhat COVID, but somewhat you know, somewhat not COVID. If I were to be completely honest. So now, what you will see just next week, we're going to do. Some some focus groups with my faculty and staff, just really trying to understand what is it that you want and need and where do you want to see the college go. But I can still in those intimate spaces explain to them kind of what I need from you. You know, I need for you to use the technology that we bought. Because we don't want to just buy it because that was the new end thing, um, but really embracing the changes. I was talking to uh, my director of marketing earlier, and, and we were talking about the fact that technology is changing so quickly. And we we hear this all the time. I feel like I'm, I'm becoming one of those old people um, that's talking about how fast technology is changing. But technology is changing so quickly that we've known that electronic vehicles were coming down the pike. We knew that. But 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 Keeping pace with that and being ahead of that is tough work. I mean, that's really, really tough. So I think that part of my job is not only to make sure that faculty and staff know that we're going to need those resources and we're going to have to use them but also making sure that my local delegation understands that we need these resources and this is how we use them. And this is what we're training for. And yes, I'm talking to you about a job that hasn't even been been invented yet, but I promise you that it's coming. Um, So those are the kinds of, of kind of transitions that I know that I need to make from just selling what the college is doing to selling what the college is becoming.
1: Yeah, it's uh, developing those relationships internally as well and helping them to understand the why behind the work so that they can see themselves in that work. Very similar to those stories that you're engaging people with in the community. So thank you for sharing that. So when you think about this work that we're doing to engage and serve our communities differently, what obstacles are you facing?
2: Oh my goodness, (laughs) oh my goodness. It, it's it's funny because it, there, there there are few Let, let's talk about uh, unpacking that a little bit let's talk about changing kind of the the thought process of folks who have been um, at the college for a long time and and they've heard so many different you know iterations of what's going to come down the pipe but but really uh, pushing them to recognize that you know change is coming folks it's coming you know it, it, it whether you recognize it or not, we are paying our bills, uh, mostly electronically. Think about how you don't even in the grocery store, you don't even need money. I mean, you just have your card. Those changes are happening and they're happening really, really fast. And our students need to be prepared for that. So changing the mindset of our faculty and staff so that we don't do business as usual, because it can't be business as usual. We've got to really think about what's happening five years you know, 10 years, 20 years down the road. So that's, that's one obstacle and challenge is what I call it probably more than an obstacle. And the other piece is having a really good legislative delegation and they want to help you, but, but helping them to see that, yeah, you, you gave me some money last year and I'm going to need more because that just started the process. <laughs> you know, that doesn't, that doesn't, that's not it. I mean, I need more, I need more. So making sure that I keep uh, my legislative delegation in, informed and also my other community partners, the hospital, um, my advanced manufacturing folks, uh, you know, uh, uh, my chamber, all of them making sure that they recognize that, you know, we're gonna need their help. I can't do this by myself. I can't tell the story by myself. My faculty and staff can't tell the stories by themselves. So we need you to come to the campus, see what we're doing, help us to figure out what we need to change. And then we need for you, uh, you know, outside entities to be ambassadors for us to talk about what we're doing. And so that's kind of changing the mindset a little bit because it's oftentimes we go out there to be the helpers. We're going to help you, help you, help you. But, but I'm can't say it's an obstacle as much as it is a challenge. I need you to help me. I need you to sell us. I need you to be part of, you know, the Piedmont Tech family, and that you're out there kind of selling it too. So I could go into your normal obstacles as well, Galen, finances and not having enough, and making sure that we have enough, knowing that we need to upgrade our facilities, all of them, not just some of them. Recognizing that our classrooms need to be upgraded, and and the buildings were built in the 19 you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and, and making sure that all of those things move forward. Um, so we have those normal day-to-day kind of obstacles that all of higher ed would have. And the things that I mentioned first were things that I just know that are kind of, it takes a different kind of mental space.
1: You mentioned uh, some of the neat partnerships that you are forming, and I really think that that's one of the answers to some of those obstacles or challenges is with partnerships, in particular external partnerships. Uh, what outcomes are you seeing as a result of the work you're doing?
2: Well, I will say that I feel like our community partners are. Um, I haven't. I haven't taken any type of uh, uh, post survey. We did survey them to see what they wanted in our strategic plan. So we're we're working through that now. But I feel like our community partners are more engaged with the college. You see them on campus more. They're using our facilities even more. We've we've always, you know, community partners have always used our facilities. But when you think about the chamber, um, wanting to have their meetings here, you know, wanting to make sure that their meetings are hosted here every month. Um, and, and I can go through various groups or if you're, we're having, this SC Works and they are doing um, a career or a job fair, that it's always hosted here. I mean, there could be a number of places that they decide that they want to host those things, but they're here. Um, our commencement speaker for the summer is the new CEO of the hospital. He's been with the hospital for many years, but became the CEO of the local Greenwood Hospital self uh, about eight months ago. And those kind of things make a difference because his schedule is booked, is packed, but he takes time to be with us for commencement and takes time to come over here to talk to our students about opportunities at the hospital. We still see that same thing with our advanced manufacturing um, uh, uh, employers uh, coming over and spending time in the classroom with our mechatronic students, our welding students, um, you know, that kind of thing. So we see a lot more of the engagement and we are encouraging that.
1: So uh, those are some great community outcomes. Any student outcomes or in particular as it relates to access? We know that a lot of community colleges around the region and really nationally are still suffering the effects of uh, enrollment declines uh, as a result of COVID. Are you seeing any uh, outcomes uh, on the student end as a result of your work?
2: We we are actually, and, and we're so incredibly fortunate that we have not seen the enrollment decline at all. Um, since being here, we've seen, um, I've seen enrollment um, increases. Um, this past summer, we were up in enrollment about 22%. When we dig a little bit deeper, that group that we've been targeting, those non-traditional students, we were up in that, that group. Um, when we look at our readmits, if I go back to the spring, we were up in readmits about 80-something percent. I mean, it just says that we went out to, to get you. It is not easy. You know, it's not easy work. But it's out there touching all of those touch points, reminding folks to come back this fall, um, I think right now we are trending. We're trending up at about twelve percent up. Um, so all of that is good. One of the things that that we're doing here at Piedmont is we're not resting on the fact that we are up. We're we're trying to engage um, experts, consultants that can help us figure out. Okay, we stumbled into uh, this this um, uh, increased enrollment. Help us figure out what we're doing right. And things that we are not doing so well and things that we need to do more of. So we're taking a very uh, strategic enrollment process, you know, kind of a position to really understand what we need to be doing.
1: I think that's very informative for other community college leaders to provide some hope that there are strategies that work. Uh, and that there are a number of people that uh, may not see themselves as community college students, but through this work in engaging your communities differently, that uh, you're seeing some really positive results. So Mm -hmm. where do you see us as community colleges and particularly community college leaders going next? What's the work to be done?
2: That is an awesome, awesome, awesome question. As I contemplate that, I I think about the fact that we have spent a lot of time trying to make sure that we we got a seat at the table with the other four-year college uh, presidents. Um, I see us kind of leaning into, more into, as we started the conversation, more into who we are. We serve the entire community, and if it's only the sixteen of us at the table, then the table is perfect. We don't have to necessarily, you know. Uh, we want to partner with our, our four-year uh, partners. We want to make sure that we are we're we're there to offer those students the opportunity to transfer. But I see us kind of, you know, it's kind of crazy. I see us almost hastening back to recognize that we are technical, and we are community. We are the people's college. If you ever go and research the community college system, particularly in South Carolina, that is what we were designed to do. And I think as much like our students, as we fight for acceptance in all of the spaces, we forget that, wait a minute, we won that. We won that battle. You know, we, we are accepted in business and industry. You know, we are accepted in the community. We are accepted, you know, in, in a lot of the community kind of activist work. So why don't we sit in that? And recognize okay now that we have all of that those coalitions together let's move forward let's change communities let's make sure that we're offering entrepreneurial kind of um, um, curriculum so that these folks that want to have their own businesses and and that kind of thing are able to do that Um, you know let's make sure that we are we're open um, and, and receptive to new ideas. So, I don't know if I answered it perfectly as much as just, like I said, fighting for the seat at someone else's table when we have our own table and it
1: looks pretty good. Yeah. Or uh, I like what you said about taking uh, uh, opportunities to have a seat at the table and Uh, being a true partner in those spaces. I think that is uh, shown to be some very, or to be very uh, productive for you. And I think that those, uh, some of those strategies that you have shared have certainly helped some of the listeners to uh, think about differently how they might be able to engage their communities. So, I hope this has been a very lively conversation and we've heard some really creative ideas and strategies. Thank you for sharing your insights and for helping us to learn about the community college's role in engaging our communities differently.
2: Well, thank you. I appreciate you for having me.
0: Thanks for joining us on The Future of Education. If you enjoyed this discussion, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. And please check out our other episodes.